Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. This is the fourth of our four sectional pick'em podcasts. Zach flipping the four up in the Zoom video. We are. This is the fourth. This is like the in football when everybody raises their four their four fingers. Oh up. Like yeah, your like favorite. Thing. Right? The dumbest yeah, thing. Funny. The dumbest thing. Uh, the handshake. Uh, the it's rep the handshake. It's the dumbest thing. Yeah, the four quarter thing. The fourth quarter thing in football started out cool, and then quickly has become. What are we doing? Fourth quarter handshake or the the referee handshake. You know when they announce your name and then the guys do that stupid handshake thing. Like that's so yeah. dumb. And then the referee hand. Why don't don't shake hands with the referee? The referee is not your friend. Well, you got to suck up a little bit. No, get you. Stop it. All right, let's go. We can't all be hard hardcore like you, Nick. Hey, I'm an old head, man. I'm just an old head. Oh, yeah. Don't help the other team other team up either. Let them go. Yeah, knock them down. Get up. Yeah. Move on. They'll, they'll either get up or they won't. Well, here's the, so the it's funny you say that. The one thing I'd like to see stop happening is when a kid gets knocked down and and the the guy that knocks him down or even just somebody that's nearby on the opposing team goes to lift him up and then the, the dude waves him off like he's pissed, like he's yeah. mad. You know, that's that's got starting a fight written all over it. Not on purpose, but everybody's rushing. I, I We can do without the uh, people running into the pile to help, help up a guy. Just be courteous, just... What if you're down 30 and you score your thousandth point? Should the should the game be stopped and should they make a ceremony? No. I don't is that what happened to you? Did you do that in Evans North? <laughs> that did happen this year. I'm not gonna name names. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. No names. It did happen. So, so that so is that so they didn't stop it when you scored your thousandth and you're just over holding. No, I would have waved him off. I'm gonna go. Let's just go. Years later, you're just bitter. I'm, I'm not here to get no thousandth point. Let's go. All right. All right. Sectional pickums. Lake Central versus. Oh no, Lake. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's. I was. Never mind. Lake Sectional Central. Wow. Lake Central Sectional. Lake Central versus Hammond Morton. The winner plays East Chicago Central. Hammond Central versus Highland plays the winner of Gary West versus Munster. Wish, wish, wish Jalen Washington was healthy. He is not. Hammond Central. Um, any thoughts here? Um, any any thoughts on what, what that's going to look like? I mean, I'm, Gosh, I, love, I do love me some Jordan Woods. This is so tough, though, because they, have they haven't had a great year like you would have thought they would have maybe. I don't, you know, I saw them play at Brownsburg and I don't know what else, what other things consistently they have. Like I didn't see much shooting. And again, a one game eval evaluation isn't great, especially when they're playing at what, 11 o'clock in the morning or noon or whatever that game was. They, you know, they, it just seemed like they were, um, 
pretty reliant on turnovers, pretty reliant on just getting downhill, getting in the paint. Um, and, you know, but, but I do love Jordan. I do love Jordan. Matt King, so. Matt King is your shooter. Yeah. Devin Doty or Doty. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they those dudes just didn't do a thing against. I know it's Chesterton, but they just got ran by Chesterton when I went to that game. I was just not even like, I wasn't expecting that at all. And then they also lost to Valpo later in the season. Uh, wait, was that this Friday night? Yeah. Yeah, but then Valpo, the Munster loses to Valpo by thirty. Yeah, that yeah. that, sh- that shocked me. And really, Crown Point. I don't. I'm not going to pretend that Crown Point controlled the whole game, but a 13 point win. You know, I think I think Munster is vulnerable. I don't I don't think it's like I'm a big Mike Hackett guy, a big Mike Hackett guy. Um, normally, that's enough. That that's probably going to end up what tips the scale for me is is Hackett. They got but Trilly too. Trilly is really tough. The loss at Calumet tells me that maybe Munster doesn't handle pressure that that well. You know, and you look at them. Even the Valpo game, Valpo maybe not a team that's creating a lot of turnovers, but certainly a good defensive team and a disciplined defensive team. So there you have maybe Calumet, Calumet trying to create a little chaos where Valpo is is you know just very well you know very conservative. Pack it in. We're not going to give anything easy. Crown Point probably trying to do the same thing. Portage, I don't know much about them team wise. Um, I know evidently they, they don't have enough room for media for their sectional, but but I don't know much about their team. But I don't know. I I, I think I'm gonna go with Hammond. It's funny because two years ago, COVID year, I picked Munster to win to get to the state finals, and they got beat. And they got beat because they got beat by a, a super athletic team. I'm gonna have to go back and look and see who beat them. They got beat by Maryville. And I promise you, it's the it was the same type of formula that it's just a team that could put a lot of pressure on them, and they they struggle with it because, well, I mean, sometimes teams struggle against that type of pressure. So I'm going with Hammond Central here, which normally I don't I don't normally pick against Hackett, not this early. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning that way too, just because I'm not sure what Munster. I mean, I've seen Munster this year. Love Brandon Trilly. I mean, I think that championship game is Friday night. I don't think either. I don't think Lake Central's got a chance against either one of those guys Saturday. Um, great points on pressure in the ball and getting Munster to turn it over. All right, Zach, go ahead and I'll edit so, yeah. this part out. All right, yeah. So Munster's loss to Crown Point was a little tricky for me, uh, just because I, I was at that game. Uh, and Crown Point has been up and down this season. So how's uh, Munster's guard play? It's it's that's that's the other thing. I mean, past Trilly, not not much going on guard wise. Where you're like, oh wow, these these dudes are really impressive. That's why uh, I'm leaning towards Hammond to win this one as well. Yeah, Nick, what do you got? Yeah, Coach Moore. You talked about Coach Hackett. Coach Moore at, at Hammond is one of the more underrated coaches. I mean, he understands who he is and what they, what they do. And, uh, you know, they're going to try to get this game up and down. Basketball is a game of matchups, right? Uh, so I think this one looks good for Hammond. So we're all, no one's picking Munster. Wow. Nice. Interesting. All right. 
So now Munster will win it and make a big run and we'll all look like fools. All right. All right. Now here's my favorite one. I want to hear why Zach's not. Well, the, the portage sectional. So the portage sectional evidently Zach was declined the ability to cover the sectional because he said, we have to be approved by the IHSA and that's just not accurate. That's not the rule. It'd be nice if athletics directors would know the rules. The only people that have to be uh, licensed or approved by the IHSA are broadcast media, because at that point you're infringing on broadcast rights uh, across a radio network, across, we're going to call it a TV network, but it's video streaming. However, you know, as it's becoming less and less about TV and more just about video streaming rights. Uh, you know, there's, there's certain allowances that are given to people like us as well when it comes to streaming live, like we could probably do the final 30 seconds of a game and not catch any flack. But if we all of a sudden we tried to do something live on Twitter or live on Twitch or something along those lines, like broadcast our game, we would have to get approval, you know, or we wouldn't be able to cover it. And so it's one thing to say you don't have space. It's which I don't think Zach needs a spot on a table. You know, I can sit there on, I mean, I could take my camera and sit on the floor. And, you know, if I, if I get in a situation where a team doesn't have space and I can just as easily work on a floor with my iPad or laptop, that's where I was at that Harrison stuff, just sitting on the floor with my laptop and my cameras. Um, you know, you just flat out now you can't get in because you're not allowed. It's just inaccurate. And it's one thing if you want to say we don't have room or, or, hey, Zach, what kind of space do you need? You know, um, if, you know, Zach comes back, like Lafayette Jeff, a lot of times Lafayette Jeff is pressed for space because they typically have not only not only do the people that are there covering it, but even if Lafayette Jeff's not playing in that in that semi-state, um, then Jeff Lafayette paper still covering it. So they always have extra people there. So sometimes when you do Jeff, when you go to Lafayette Jeff, especially for you know a tournament round, you, you do, they are pressed for space. Um, and then, you know, if you tell them, Hey, I don't need a table. I don't need to spot a table. They're like, okay, cool. Here's your pass. No big deal. Uh, but no Portage is just like, Nope, you're not allowed. You're, you're not approved, blah, blah, blah. And it's just inaccurate. And I don't like it when people don't understand the rules or, or they're lazy or whatever it is. And, you know, I don't certainly there's a lot of hardworking athletics directors out there. And there's a lot of athletics directors out there who work well with getting people in. And, and I don't know about you, Zach or Nick. I only got turned away twice during COVID. And one time it was I just showed up because a game that I was supposed to go. I wanted to go to was was postponed. So I got turned away at the door. So the only game where I called ahead and, and was denied was a private school game. And they just, they really weren't letting anybody in at all, except parents. And it was Marion County. So they, they were on way more restricted than we were. So, so to get turned away for something like this, especially for the reason given, it's just, it was silly. And, you know, Zach should be up there covering those games. And, and, you know, I don't, you know, there's no consequences. There's nothing, you know, anybody, it's not like those guys aren't going to get recruited, but it never hurts, never hurts to have extra set of eyes, especially the guys that, talk to as many coaches as we do so so zach isn't going to go to portage that's just how that is so we'll pick them from here 
Well, we're going to pick them. We're not going to pick Portage, but that has nothing to do with, well, we might pick Portage, but that has nothing to do with, <laughs> you know, the AD. But, yeah, he's just wrong. And I don't like it when people are wrong in their job. You know, I, I deal with that every now and then. Sometimes um, I deal with that with the fall league. Will somebody say, well, you can't do that? I'm like, yeah, I can. Here's the rule. I know the rules and you should know the rules. And I've always made it a point ever since I started coaching the, the summer stuff, AAU, to know the rules because I never wanted anybody to be knowledgeable. And when I started doing this, the website, I learned the rules. And we're, we've been, I've been credentialed with the IHSA for the state final since 2004. And there's no reason why Zach should be turned away. So maybe that's my ego ki kicking in here, but there's no reason why Zach shouldn't be covering that game if he want if he wants to. So especially with how he did it, where he called ahead. So he's a, he acted as a professional and, and he was not treated as such. And that's, that's bothersome. So anyway, Hobart plays Portage. The winner plays Crown Point. The, uh, for the semifinal game on Friday night, the other semifinal game is between Valparaiso versus Merrillville. The winner of that faces Chesterton versus Lowell in the semifinal. That puts us squarely in the not, – not that Merrillville is going to be an easy out, but that puts us squarely in the idea of Valpo-Chesterton Friday night. But here's the other side story. Has there ever been an undefeated team play a winless team in the sectional? Does it think that's ever happened? I mean, I'm sure. First thing, first thing that jumped out to me was was that we've got 23 and 0 Chesterton versus 0 and 22 Lowell. I mean, it's rare to have teams be undefeated heading into the state tournament. I mean, we've got two this year. Maybe it's not all that rare. I guess last oh. year Homestead was undefeated heading into the tournament. I mean, this is a straight-up pick em kind of thing. I'm, a, I'm going with Chesterton. Yeah, I am too. I mean, not, and not to discount Crown Point at all, but, again, we can only pick one. So that leaves us for, for Zach's, Zach's breakdown. I mean, Crown Point lost to Valpo by 30, lost to Chesterton by 26. Those are some pretty big odds to flip, right? Yeah. It's, so it's, we say we're not counting out Crown Point. They would have to overcome. The, their lucky thing is, is they got the good draw. They don't have to play both of them. Yeah. Uh, and Portage I, I will not. Portage won't be an easy out. That's an say, athletic. That's a rugged. It's a rugged team. It's an athletic team. They beat. They lost a. They lost or Crown Point. Crown Point beat Portage already this year. But I wouldn't be surprised if Portage beat Crown Point this time. And Portage um, beat Val I know. No, Portage beat. No. no. No, Portage beat Munster. That's what it was. Uh, I know. I don't know if AJ Dixon's back for Maryville. He was out. I. He, I think suspended, is what I've heard. Uh, against Penn the other night. I'm not sure if he's back now. They have some rough losses, just not in terms of who they lost to, it, but by yeah, how much. It's been they a rough lost. year for them, yeah. Um, I, it's obviously it's going to be Valpo Chesterton Friday night in the. That'll be the championship game, uh, man. It, to me, I was at the Valpo Chesterton game earlier. Brees Walls fouls out. That game is turned back over to Chesterton, just on that alone. I mean, that's all it took. 
for Chesterton to go for the throat and come back and win that game. Um, Valpo maybe they had a bad alley oop at the end of a game at the end of the game too, where they were they didn't have to score and they tried to and then turned it over. They relied on Mason Jones having to do two step back threes to win the game. Um, I, man, I love Chester, and I've talked about him all year too. But something's telling me Valpo is going to get him. Oh, you think? Oh, you're going Valpo? Man, I'm not. It's hard right now for me to pick Chesterton. Oh, I love Coach Urban, but I love Coach Goldman too. I've, 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 I've talked with Brock since he was at Northrop. So, you know, he's always been a good guy to talk to. And I hate, I hate being like, yeah, I'm picking Chesterton. Like, it's like I'm not even thinking about it. But and I think you know, I want that, I want that Chesterton Carmel matchup so bad. Is, is <laughs> Coleman, is, is Coleman going the green suit again against them? Or, oh, why wouldn't he? He always does. He always wear a green suit but, or green, he, at least a green sport coat. But he lost in the green suit. Last time you played Chesterton, is it, is it a mind game thing? or I don't think he's superstitious. I don't know. Oh, he may be oh, a little okay. stitious, but he is not superstitious. I'll, I'll take Valpo. Okay, that's all right. Nothing wrong with that. They're they're 19 and 4, for God's sakes. They're uh, not exactly a, a rough sell on that. I mean, they, uh, you know, they, they, think... they struggled against Carmel. They, I know Warren Central's quickness was was a rough matchup for them. I think the loss, maybe on the road at Warsaw, was a little bit more understandable. But losing to Warsaw, I mean, Warsaw's good, but I wouldn't have thought that. I mean, wouldn't have thought they would have beaten Valpo. Uh, you know, and then Chesterton overtime game. I mean, you're not going to get any closer than that. I mean, yeah, Brees Walls found that was huge, but Tyler Parrish, I don't. He didn't even score in that game for Chesterton either, and he sat most of the second half. It was all Travis Grace now. He had 40 points. That's the weird. That's the one thing with Chester. I think they got a, enough pieces. Obviously, Grayson gets his, and I think Justin Sims figures out a way to get his. If he's not a if he's not a primary part of the offense, he rebounds his way into it. You know, he slips his way into it. Slip screen. I just want to say slip, I mean screen. I think that's the rest of it is so interchangeable. That they're yeah, the going to get they're going to get a couple of other guys that hit eight points, you know, get eight right. eight or nine points. And it's not going to be the same dudes every game, right? And that and they're very comparable to Valpo in that in that aspect too. Valpo does the same exact thing. I think and Chesterton's but Chesterton's deeper, I guess. And that sometimes that doesn't matter. Sometimes the depth, especially in a thirty-two minute game, doesn't always matter. It matters if there's fouls, but I don't know that it matters in terms of production. But yeah, I mean Valpo's not a bad pick. It's not a bad pick at all. So Nick, you went Chesterton, right? Yep. Okay. Best player. I mean, yes, Mason Jones is probably maybe a little higher prospect in twenty three than than Grayson is in twenty two, just because. But you know, well, he is recruiting wise. He has been. I mean, it's just. I mean, I think. I mean. I think Sims will get recruited higher than what Grayson has been so far. And, I, and then we've obviously beaten the drum for Grayson to get recruited at a, you know, to a higher level. I, I think, I think division two schools are making a mistake by not recruiting him period. Sure. I think and the biggest dog, biggest dog in this sectional, you know, this year 
this year was Travis Grayson. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He's the he moves the needle. Um, Plymouth, Mishawaka versus Michigan City. The winner plays Laporte. South Bend Adams versus South Bend Riley. The winner plays Plymouth. Zach, who you got? It's going to be Michigan City versus Adams on Saturday night. Okay. Um, man, Coach Johnston's had some tough, tough teams, but they're down this year, obviously. Uh, Adams has one of Nick's favorite players. I know, Tommy Snyder. Uh, Michigan City still has Jamie Hodges. Guess what? He's only a junior, people. We haven't heard his name much this year, have we? Um, I'm going to take Michigan City. Nick, who you going with? Man, I don't know. If there's a boxing match, I might go with Adams. Um, <laughs> but, I don't you know, know. They didn't look great <laughs> against Greenfield. Well, they they now they got run off the court against Greenfield. They got some left hooks. They got some left hooks. Uh, anyway, I'm going to go. This is going to be played on the court. I'm going to go Michigan City. I like me some Jamie Hodges. I think at the end of it, that's – I think that's the way I'm leaning. I. It's sort of – I want to count in the Hecklinski factor, but then Tom Wells is, is a veteran coach too who's won his fair share of games. It's not like – He's he's out there, you know. Not like he's a rookie, right? He, you know, he's only this is only his thirty fourth his only thirty fourth year of coaching. Uh, so he's, you know, and, and the Hodges factor. You know, again, it's we discounting. Let me check out Laporte's stuff here. This is Heck's last ride too. Heck, hanging it? it up. Yep. I mean, Laporte's got at large. They have the, the junior, I believe, too, right? Um, I can't remember his name. They got really some good tough, baseball player, but they got some rough, rough scores. Yeah, only lost I'm to Valpo Michi- by ten. I'm going, I'm going Michigan City. Going Michigan City on this one. All right, sectional four. Warsaw versus Penn right out of the gate. The winner plays Northridge. Concord versus Elkhart. The winner gets Goshen. I mean, Warsaw is good enough, right, that then they definitely have enough size. They got plenty of beef up front. Can they, can they put together a defensive game plan to really slow Penn down and get over the hump, Zach? Yeah, I don't, I don't – man, Marcus Burton, I mean, you think best player in this sectional too, right? Jackson Gold's right there. Burton. Um, it's Burton. What'd I say? I like – no, you did. I, you, oh, okay. I, I oh, thought yeah, you were yeah. sort of asking. Burton. Burton. Yeah. No, I was – And Gold's good. I mean, I just – Oh, yeah, yeah. Gold definitely good. Um, Penn's guard depth with, I guess, Burton and Joe Smith, Joey Garwood. And then they have Trey Miller come off the bench too. He's their sophomore. He's really tough. Um, they're long. They have some bigs too. I mean, Penn, I think, is going to be really hard to beat in this sectional. Um, Concord, I think, is going to be there Saturday night against them. Um, 
Deshaun has got his guys playing pretty well right now. They've lost some tough games against some tough teams, uh, but I think Penn's got this one. Yeah. I picked Penn. Nick? Penn. Yeah. I mean, they just had – they've just been impressive all year. I mean, who they're – they lost to Valpo, right, by one. They lost to Mishawaka Marion by nine. Losing to them didn't surprise me. The point spread, I you know, who knows how – how that game gets stretched out at the end, but then they've won what their last 10, one, two, three. Yeah, Marion won. Marion won it. I watched that game. Um, Penn's won their last nine. Daglin Sullivan is really good. Daglin Sullivan gave he was good. That, yeah, you watch more games stream than I do. You have to. I mean, there's no, there's no way I'm going to be able to consistently travel. Five and a half hours, <laughs> one way. Come on, Nick. Come on, Nick. Not in the, not in the budget yet. <laughs> uh, the Cal sectional, Fort Wayne Snyder versus Fort Wayne North. The winner plays the Cal. East Noble versus Fort Wayne Northrop. The winner plays Carroll. Who, who we got? Who's Who wants to go first? Well, Snyder's had some weird results think, this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think Zach should go first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm picking Northrop. I'm picking Northrop. I'm going, I'm just going out and I'll explain it when it's all right. I'm picking Northrop. I'm taking the best player in this, in the sectional. Not, not that I always do that. Right. We've, we've deviated from that. It's definitely part of the criteria. Gut feel. But I think Snyder has some weird Results. It takes him overtime to beat Marion. I, I do think the losing the Monroe Central is kind of a is kind of a not great loss. I think they probably thinking they're going to play a two A team. They overlooked them. They get forty balled by Lawrence North. They get thirty balled by Carmel. You know, they hang with, but then they turn out like hang with Fishers. They beat Homestead. It's, you're right. That's, that's why I thought too. I was like, this is a really weird Snyder. And then they lose to Wanger. I don't. North side has the. What's their What's their best win? Their best win is is Blackhawk, right? Homestead, right? Oh, they, yeah, that's right. They did beat. Yeah, they beat Homestead. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, did Blackhawk beat Homestead. and Homestead. So that's their, so their best win. Obviously, okay. So Homestead's their best win. All right. So that's. That's a hell of a win by any count, especially this year. But their second best win is Blackhawk. Still, do you see Blackhawk or Homestead in the sectional? Do I? Well, I mean, Homestead, sure. I mean, they're. Do you no, see? I, I, know, no, I, know what you, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but Snyder has been wildly inconsistent. Yeah, but do you see a team that's as good as Lawrence North or Carmel in the sectional? My point is that yes, the time will come for them. No, but I they have been wildly Fort Wayne North, and <laughs> I see teams that are better than Fort Wayne North, and teams that don't lose by forty to Lawrence North. In the sectional, yeah, Northrop. I know they beat Northrop by six, but yeah, you're going with Northrop. I'm going with Schneider. I'm, I'm going Snyder. I'm going Snyder also. I mean, Northrop's 
I mean, their losses are, well, they got the hell beat out of them by Blackhawk too. I think Blackhawk beat the <laughs> hell out of them. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm sticking with Northrop. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I could see somebody, I could see coach Rauch or somebody who's with Snyder listening to the podcast, me talking about Blackhawk. Well, what the hell are you talking about? Blackhawk beat Northrop by 35. <laughs> how do you lose? How do you, Oh my God. Did, did Jackson, I mean, Jackson played, that was a big deal, right? He did the thing with Davidson and coach Davidson. And he was the one that spearheaded that. <laughs> Dang it. They lost by 35. I did not see that. That's senior night too. Or at least it was her last home game. Some teams did senior night on a different night, but I'm glad Northrop didn't lose a lot of guys for that fight against North. They were clearly not the aggressor in that situation. So, but they could play it. They could play Saturday night for the sectional championship. Anyway. All right. So Huntington North. Be a good versus, one. versus Homestead. Game. The winner plays New Haven. Fort Wayne South plays Columbia City. The winner plays Fort Wayne Wayne. I think my thing with oops, sorry. Is Huntington North going to be able to muster enough offense to hang with Homestead? That's that's going to be the deal. I mean, it was they they played the first game of the year. Granted, a lot of that times that can, you know, teams can change from the, you know, through over the, the course of a 22 or in their case, a 23 wins or 23 game season. Um, is that Zach, Zach Hubbard? Yeah, he's really good. I love him. He is. But, but outside of Snyder, which just plays at a very fast pace, they, They've got some a lot of losses where they're scoring forties and thirties, and that's what Homestead dropped. The Homestead held Homestead held them to thirty eight, and I don't, I don't see any reason to not pick Homestead in this sectional. Yeah, this will be interesting. So, I mean, Columbia City's got a tough. Or they got a, a good draw. They've been playing really well. Shousey boy, that's my guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, Columbia City did get a good draw, but Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne South again. They're not too bad either, right? They're not bad. Ashton, no, Ashton Johnson's pretty tough. Yeah, I'm gonna take. I think I'll take Homestead here also. Yeah, we don't have to. They're not. They're not as invincible as, as they we thought they might be coming into it. None of the teams. None of the teams that we thought were invincible have been invincible, but. I mean, we certainly expected them to beat each other because they were all going to play each other. But they are, they've taken some other losses too that have suggested there's some chinks in the armor. So, so Homestead for me, Homestead for Zach, Nick, what are you going with? Homestead. Okay. Sectional seven, Lafayette Jeff versus McCutcheon, Marion versus Lafayette Harrison. Well, West Lafayette Harrison. Jeff, the winner of the Jeff McCutcheon game plays Logansport. The winner of Marion versus Harrison plays Kokomo. Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Harrison. Love Ben Henderson. 
Yeah, I do too. I do too. I like that. I like the whole bunch. I think they've got really good guard play. I think they're they're probably other than other than Flory Bedunga's rim protection. I, I think that Harrison's probably the best defensive team. Although Kokomo do it does have some quickness in the backcourt that you know creates some problems. I mean, Bedunga is going to be the best player in the sectional. You seen him yet, Nick? Live? Not live. He's good. He's so wrong. I just, he is. I just don't. You know, I see. I, I don't see how he's the top player in that class. He just is. It's a. It's a, not a great class. Watch him. I just. I just don't know how a back to the basket rim protecting big. But he's he's not just back to basket. I mean, he's gonna he's got other things he can do. Just watch him, and then remember he's only been playing basketball for three years. Okay. And because he does some things, but he's definitely uh, yeah. I mean, definitely the best prospect in this in the sectional. I don't know if he's the best player. You know, Javon Buchanan is really good. Yeah, I, I agree. I believe Johnny John Lucas is really good. Um, but Dunga's putting up thirty and twenty in games. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I already saw. I saw Lafayette Jeff beat Kokomo earlier this year. I think the one thing that the one thing that Badunga is is sometimes he can over over help. You know, hunt blocks, and sometimes when you hunt blocks, you can be taken out of position. You know, that's the only that would be the only knock on him, and he probably could, he probably with some discipline, offensively, probably pick up a couple of cheap fouls if you can get that on him. Then all of a sudden, Kokomo's dynamic changes drastically, because I would imagine that anything that happens transition wise begins with him creating it with his with his defensive ability. But I mean, that's me having I have not seen him since November. He's gotten better since November. He was impressive against Warsaw. And Warsaw has some legitimate grade A beef up front. Not not a lot of quickness up front. Not guys that are gonna make two or th- you know two plays right in a row. But or that have that kind of athleticism or length. But they've got some space eaters on Warsaw, and he made them look pedestrian. And I gotta imagine he's only gotten better since then. I know statistically he's been progressing. And and yeah, I mean, I don't think it's you, you want to pick Jeff, you want to pick, you know, you I mean, I'm picking Harrison, so clearly I'm not completely drinking the Kool-Aid, but I just think Harrison's the steadiest team. Um and I think that will win the day this this year. Yeah, I got a Harrison. It, to me, it's between Harrison and Jeff. Yeah, that's what I think too. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Jeff. Harrison beat Jeff by five early in the year. Beat Kokomo by five. Doesn't matter. Not true. Doesn't matter. I'm going Harrison. You're going Harrison, Zach, Nick. You're going Jeff. Yeah. That'd be, good, that'd be a good Saturday night. Yep. Jeff and Harrison or? Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Kokomo. That'd be a good Saturday night too. I'd be wrong. It'd still be a good game. 
All right, the toughest section in the state this year. Back to that one real quick. I don't know the Coquimel's got the guard play to. to it's young. To, the Bellamy yeah. brothers, Zion's freshman, but he's you know he's he's again, another another kid has come a long way. He's talented. Yeah, and uh, you know freshmen could go out in a big moment like that and lay a big egg, but. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm taking taking Lucas and Henderson over that. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, mean, I think that's that's part of it. And and the younger Lucas is such a good defender. That's that's another component to this is that you know as good as Jonah is, Chris is probably their probably their best ball defender. And then they've got they've got a little bit of size, not not Badunga size. They've got a little bit of size and guys that are the physical and, and will, will contest, you know, contest rebounds, you know, things they lack by inches. They make up for it, I think in strength. So sectional eight Noblesville sectional. It's probably statistically the toughest sectional in the state this year. That's uh, <laughs> I mean, Noblesville completely got the shaft on this draw, but it's, you know, the host team. Zionsville versus Noblesville. The winner gets Carmel. Westfield versus Fisher is probably one of the best games in the first round of, of the year. A healthy Braden Smith, or certainly healthy enough. The winner of that gets Hamilton Southeastern. All right, who you guys go first? I mean, we well, all know. Who all, gonna, we all know who I'm going to pick. We can talk about why later. What's our health situations here? Uh, Zionsville, everybody healthy there. Everybody's healthy. Westfield's everybody healthy. Fisher's everybody's, I believe, healthy. I think Harrelson was slated to be back for the sectionals. Uh, Braden Smith was able to play senior night. He set out the final game of the year on purpose. I think the plan is that he's playing. I, I don't. Hopefully, he was going to come back. Huh? I told you he was going to come back and play. Well, yeah. Well, that's yeah. I know we we got. I'm just telling you what his dad told me, <laughs> and his dad probably told you something different at a, at a different time. But I know that one of their. I mean, again, a lot of it depended on how it how it healed. I mean, if it was one of those things that was iffy, you know, or or they it was like, hey, it needs more time, or else you have to have surgery. I think they were they were definitely opting on going as long as possible without surgery. I think they were going to do everything they could to avoid surgery right up to the point of somebody telling them surgery is the best way to go. All right. Um, Cause anytime, anytime you get bones in your feet like that, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's damn near just potluck. That's one of those things that ends careers. If you don't, if you don't, if that thing doesn't heal right. I mean, give me caramel until somebody beats them. Well, that's my logic, but yeah. Because otherwise you're picking out of a hat. I mean, although it just, it just feels like sometimes Westfield, I just don't know if they have enough firepower. Well, the, the case against caramel, if there is a case to be made, is they have had spurts this year where they have really struggled to score. And they have had spurts this year where it's been Pete, who is not Suter, who is not a natural bucket getter. 
has had to decide, screw it, I'm going out and getting buckets. And while he is good at it, there's been times where, you know, he's had to force his way through it. Like had to, not not making bad decisions. He's just had to do it. You know, you get a game like Ben Davis, it, it works. You know, but then you look at you look at the games, you know, you look at their their first game of the first game of the year. Yeah, it was the first game of the year. I just thought they the first game of the year against Zionsville, they struggled to score in the second half. Brownsburg, they struggled to score in the second half. Warren Central, they struggled to score in the second half. Now these are all good teams. And defensively, these are all teams that pose different threats. You know, and you look at Braden, you look at the Westfield loss and, you know, you feel good if you're Westfield thinking, okay, we finally beat Carmel. We got our monkey, got the monkey off the bat, off our back. But they did that without, I mean, let's see who didn't play. It was I can't remember who didn't play against Westfield. I think Pete didn't play against Westfield. Somebody didn't play against Westfield. I'm pretty sure it was Pete. Yeah. And so really the Westfield game, the, the, I mean, Carmel almost had that game won. You know, and that was, I kind of felt good about it. I kind of felt like just from a Carmel fan perspective, I felt kind of good. Like, okay, look, this is what Carmel had. They only lost by one at Westfield. I mean, if I'm Westfield, I'm certainly happy to win the game, but I'm not thinking, hey, this bodes well for us come March. You know, I don't think they're going to watch that film of that game and think it's going to be of a lot of use other than individual tendencies. Now, the one thing that's happened in, in Braden's absence is is a big-time emergence of, of Alex Romack and more reliable, you know, relying on him more, and he's been the kind of role man off ball screen action that I've said he's going to be all year but they also started running stuff for him. And I'm going to dig in here and figure out which game it was that I watched. It may have been Mich- Let's see. No, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Um, the Noblesville game, they flat out, he was, he was a primary option for them offensively at Noblesville and he was dominant. And, and so was Hafner, you know, Hafner, Hafner had 30 something that game. So he showed a different level of play, um, you know, and then, of course, they play games without without Smith, without Braden Smith. And, you know, they go down and, you know, Fisher's beats them by 25 and Fisher's been the most consistent all year. But then they've got the loss to Carmel, and, you know, to, you know, that's on their resume. So is that Pike loss surprising? No, because I think Pike's good enough. You know, Pike's good enough that Conwell can go off and. I mean, we all might think that Harrelson, we all might agree that Harrelson is the best talent in that game, but Conwell's still the best player on the floor that night. You know, he's from Pike's a weird team. They are. And we'll get, you know, we'll certainly touch on that. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's the case against Carmel. And that's, you know, and if, if, if look, if Charlie Williams scores and, and Orm is aggressive and that opens up things for for other guys like, you know, obviously Bonds gets situations where he gets to find seams and and he can make plays and, and Garway Dual can has really been good defensively. And a lot of times his offense has come from his defense, uh, you know, and 
And as, but as steady as Wack is, there's times where he needs to be more aggressive offensively and isn't. And, and really the, the big thing is Charlie Williams hasn't been consistent this year. And that's, you know, I've been sort of quietly critical of that all year, mostly phrasing it in the idea of somebody else has to step up besides Pete. You know, a lot of it has been their defense has turned their defense is what's stepped up. There has been their defense has been the second scoring option against Anderson. They were down 14 to five, and then it was just a complete landslide in the opposite direction. And it was all juniors. And so you just, you know, you look at Orm, you look at Spencer White, you look at Duall, you look at Bonds, you look at all those guys. And, you know, that's going to be a group next year that's probably good enough to still contend for a state title, but there needs to be more consistency. There needs to be more aggressiveness, especially with Orm and White in the, in the half court. And, you know, you've seen more flashes from Orm in that regard just because he's he, he attacks more off the dribble. But, you know, Bonds has been aggressive for them, but there's been a couple times where he's had to come out because sometimes he gets a little over his skis and do all the same way. Do all create so much defensively that sometimes, but sometimes offensively in the half court, he gets a little bit over his skis and most of that stuff is passing or trying to make plays through traffic. You know, that's just something they'll, they'll both improve on as they get older, but you know, but then they can all go out and start clicking and be really, really tough to beat. So I'm hopeful <laughs> that's what shows up. I mean, I'm picking them. I'm not picking against them, but uh, that that could be um, just a lot of good basketball. That's all I got to say. I'm looking forward to it. No matter what happens, I know I'm going to, I'm going to see some good games. So Zach, who are you taking? Oh, it is tough to pick against Carmel after all the success they've had recently. And Pete. I like Pete a lot. Fishers is tough. All their seniors. Oh, Millsaps is a tough defender. I mean, uh, I'll live with the Carmel also. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, you really couldn't go wrong with – I mean, Zionsville's 9-0 and everybody's there. Are they 9-0 or are they 9-1? Hold on a second. Let me see this something here real quick. They're 9-1 when everybody's there. They were 9-0 before the Cathedral game. And, you know, Westfield's – you really you, – you, you couldn't go wrong picking any of those four schools. So, Greenfield Central, this one's going to get me in trouble probably. Muncie Central versus New Pal. The winner plays Richmond in the semifinals Friday night. The other semifinals is going to be the, between the winners of Mount Vernon versus Pendleton. Greenfield Central versus Anderson. Nick, who you got first here? Wow. You know, as good as uh, as good as eight is, nine is pretty damn good too. It is. But there's some bad. There's some bad losses on some of these teams. The Anderson loss to Carmel was that was a rough one for them, and kind of a loss to Noblesville is kind of a rough one. Fishers was a good game, at least on the scoreboard. And Pike, I don't, you know, they lost to Pike by eleven. Um, and Carmel beat them by twenty-five at Anderson 
with no Pete, no Charlie Williams. Yeah, and that's why I think you know you talk about the the best players in this sectional, and I think it's there's you know I think both Mount Vernon has maybe the two best, two of the better. You know, certainly uh, Dylan Moles is good. Steel Brassfield good at New Pal. You know, Anderson, I was, I was just really impressed this year with it. just um, – oh, help me out here. Help me out. I'm, I'm, I'm going Amari, Amari Carson. Yeah, Carson is really good. He's really big and strong. Um, See, that's I'm going to go with, with, with Mount Vernon. I'm going to go with Mount Vernon here. You know, the Gerard twins. Um, Ahmad is just – he's just – he's the best player in the sectional. Zach, who you got? Looking at Mount Vernon's schedule, who they're they have good wins. Like who's a who is a good win on their schedule? Um, Zionsville. Zionsville's a good win. Newcastle's a pretty good win. I, I'll tell you the way Greenfield's closed out. Greenfield's a good win. Connorsville's a good win. Uh Burbuff's a good win. Beach Grove's guess- a good win. New pals, I mean, new, a good new pals, a good win. I mean, I guess that's the thing. They don't have anything that really just stands out as far right. as right. That's I mean, I Zionsville's going. probably the best win, but I don't know that Zionsville was fully represented that game. That's that's what I was going to ask next too. But you know, they took care of business. Uh, the the Greenfield game, Dylan Moles went off that game. You know, they had a hard time with him. So clearly, he's going to be in the sectional. I think the one thing. I mean, I look at. I look at that first matchup for Anderson, and I think the one thing that gives Greenfield trouble is everything that Anderson has. Is yeah. it's they have size at every position, they have strength at every position, and those have been the things that have caused Greenfield trouble. Um, you know, and they they've got good shooting, but Greenfield's won ten in a row: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine in a row. What's funny is, I think. Mount Vernon's won 13 in a row and started with Greenfield. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. And that run started after losing at Westfield. Then the next game, they beat Greenfield at Greenfield in overtime. Um, you know, that's, so I don't know. You're really between, Look, New Pals, I mean, New Pals good enough. They've got a lot of length. I mean, I, you know, look, they're going to come through. They're going to, they have the easiest path to finals. Right. So I think New Pal could be sitting right there. The good news is they only have to beat one of them. They had a close game against Greenfield. Um, they, let's see, their game against Greenfield, they won by four. That was a one possession game with six seconds to go. The loss to Southport. Southport's a different team when everybody's healthy. Lost to Lebanon. Look, Lebanon's good. It was at Lebanon. I, I, I do think that loss hurts them. I do think that's kind of a for a four A school, kind of a a rough loss. Loss at Newcastle. Um, they lost to Mount Vernon the other day. For the who you know, so that's a sectional team. But you know, I think you you really couldn't go wrong with any of those four. I think the the case against Greenfield would be. They'd have to play Anderson Wednesday night, Mount Vernon Friday night, and then New Pal on Saturday night. 
that's other than Pendleton Heights, that's the worst draw. You know, Pendleton Heights, you probably wouldn't think they could win it. Greenfield, you probably think they could have a shooter's chance because they do shoot the ball well. They've had games of 19 threes and 18 threes, Greenfield. But beating Anderson, Mount Vernon, and New Pal would be serious trick. And I'm you know, take, Anderson, Anderson, I'm gonna take Anderson. Easy, easy, either. I'm taking Anderson. You're taking Anderson. Donnie Bowling. I'm gonna take Mount. I'm gonna take Mount Vernon. Just because I think that when the Twins are motivated, they're they're a complete handful. And I think Anderson. There's still times where they're sort of feast or famine. You know, credit to them. They, I think they went undefeated in conference. That's the one thing, right? That's that's. I mean, they're nine and zero in the North Central Conference. That's pretty impressive. But I think deep down, there's still some times where they rely heavily on big time shot making, and that can dry up pretty quickly against good defenses. And I, I think that's what they're going to get against. Mount Vernon and I, I think Greenfield they can kind of bully a little bit Greenfield starting center six feet tall it's a wonderful athlete though but yeah I'm going with Mount Vernon um, all right sectional 10 last year we saved this for last that's how good that was it's not as good this year but it's still pretty good Lawrence North versus Attucks. The winner gets to gets gets to play Warren Central. That sucks. Um, Warren's playing some really good basketball right now. North Central versus Cathedral. They play the winner of um, Lawrence Central versus Tech. Zach, who do you got? We'll start with the guy that hasn't seen any of these teams play live yet. Cathedral. You're going with Cathedral. Yep. Nick, who are you going with? Man. Oh, so who keep in mind, CJ Gunn, not eligible the first game. Why is that? He got ejected from the last regular season game. Does that change? Does that change the calculus much there? I mean, addicts could beat him. It's one of those things where, look, Desmond Briscoe is the best talent without gun playing. Desmond Briscoe, the freshman at Attics, is the best talent in that game. What happened to gun? How do you get he just got taunting, taunting technicals? Oh, that's stupid. It's gonna be stupid. Probably stupid, yeah. But you know, you just gotta you just gotta you gotta watch yourself, man. Especially when you get that first one. So that's the thing. I uh, think look, the way Lawrence North played before Gunn, Gunn missed the first few games of the year. Before The way Lawrence North played beginning of the year, if they could go back to that, that's hard to do. If they could go back to that, I would take, I would say Lawrence North over Attics, even without Gunn. So I'm going to go Cathedral here. If you can't win this sectional this year, I mean, this is – you got – I mean, this is as good of a cathedral team as you're going to have. Yeah, I'm going cathedral too. 
I I think for me it's Comer. He is absolute top of his game right now. <laughs> you know, I I I think they have it. They have a very difficult draw. They got to go North Central. Do we know if Joey Brown's back? Joey Brown had his concussion issue, but he should be good to go. I guess we don't know for sure though, but I still think Cathedral gets by them. And I, I think they turn around, they the rematch with tech, the, 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 the rubber match against tech. And yeah. There's, there's times where, I mean, tech makes things so sloppy and they could go out and hit 15 to 23s in the game too. Of course they can also go out and, you know, go seven for 30. You know, they took some crazy shots against Ben Davis and still kept it tight. And that was an overtime game, <laughs> you know, but they've also lost three in a row heading into the tournament. And, you know, I think the thing with Ben Davis is, and we'll get to them in a minute, but I think the thing with Ben Davis versus Tech is Ben Davis doesn't exactly shoot the ball very well either from the three, from the perimeter. A lot of their stuff's in the paint. And that just... As good of a game as that was, it was kind of sloppy in stretches. I think I think Cathedral has a complete offensive package. Um, I think um, they shoot it the best of anybody in the sectional. Yeah, I think they do, and they've got tough matchups in that regard. I mean, I think we all agree Booker Xavier Booker could have a better motor, but he and Jake Davis, as bigs, shoot the ball well. That, that creates space. And a lot of times, Comer is just brilliant. Tayshawn Comer is brilliant in that space. I mean, Eastern Kentucky is going to get Tayshawn Comer and Leland Walker. Unreal. I mean, yeah. Trying to figure out how Butler doesn't get in on that stuff, but oh well. Didn't want them. Now look where they are. Didn't want them. A team that has won a lot of games with small guards. I think they'd figure uh-huh. that out. I wonder if Walker would have gone there, if Comer would have gone there. Well, I know we're, get- I know we're getting off topic. They didn't want him. They have Chucky Harris. They already have a small guard. Uh, all right. So we all went Cathedral. They didn't want him. Yep. All right. Ben Davis sectional. Southport versus Pike. The winner plays Perry Meridian. Ron Colley plays Ben Davis. The winner gets Decatur Central. I'm going Ben Davis. Ben I Davis. think a lot of their a lot of their um, issues offensively are, are strictly that they just don't have a consistent shooter from the three point line. I think that kind of gets them in a bind later. Even though they have, I mean, they've already beaten Cathedral. They've got a good win against Cathedral. They've got. They, they, they beat Pike beat, twice. They beat they beat Pike twice. They get they beat Lawrence North once. They've split with them. You know they've got lost to Carmel in overtime. Yeah, and that was a weird game. But you know, again, that's so defensively. That's where they are defensively. They are just really a really good team defensively. So they might have to beat beat Pike three times. Huh? Yeah. At home, but but I think they have good matchups against Conwell. I think they, and it's not that they probably won't 
Conwell will have good counting stats, but I could also see Conwell struggling. You know, like he, he probably will have to be a, a high volume shooter that game. I don't think he's just getting to the basket, getting to the paint at will. So I, I, I got Ben Davis. That I got Ben Davis for this. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that they they're not like just like knockdown shooters like the you know some teams have, but I mean, Arnold, Wyndham, and Troutman and Sharp are all thirty six percent or higher. Um, you know, Arnold's only taking twelve threes, but I mean, he's hit six of the twelve. Yeah, the Wyndham, the Wyndham piece is the is the one where that's that's the guy you can't just let free. Yep. But I mean, I think Arnold, you know, it's just Arnold's the junkyard dog. I mean, who knows where he could six five athletic comes up with a lot of just um, you know, Sheridan Sharps take really taking the the reins oh. here. I mean, your guy Jesse Ferris doesn't even see the floor, basically. Um <laughs> Yeah, he'll just crazy. So Arnold does not, I tell you what, Arnold does not fear the moment. He is not afraid of the moment. He hit some big shots against war or against uh, tech the other night. And a lot of them were definitely off broken plays where he's getting mid range, funky jump shots. And he was ready to go on the catch. And I'm talking each time was a good shot. It wasn't something where he just put up something and it went in. He, he took it. He had to take those shots. You know, there were a couple times where they even overpassed a little bit and it led to a like, loose ball and, and it got picked up and bounced his way. And next thing you know, he's putting up the shot where somebody else is maybe trying to kick it out or force or even worse, force a pass. So he, he's not afraid of the moment. Zane Doty's, you know, he's mean inside. I say that with. with oh, yeah. A, well, that's that's a compliment. compliment. Absolutely. His dad will like that. His dad listens. He'll, he'll like he, that. Is he a D1 kid? A hundred percent. I yeah. defensively absolutely is. Rebounding wise, he absolutely is. I think offensively, he's he's pretty attached to paint, but he's a rim run guy. He's a lob. He's a vertical threat. Like he can, you know, lob wise. The way the game's played now, yeah, he's a lob threat, and he's a see ball get ball guy. He can he can he can score off the offensive glass. He, I don't. Look, Zach, I don't think he'll be in a situation where they run a lot of stuff for him, at least in college. He but, was trapping. He was trapping on the wing this year out against Addicts. They they make one pass to the middle. They make another pass. Christian Nunn's going to have a dunk. He gets all the way back and blocks the shot at the at the rim. I mean, he's uh, just yeah. I think motor. he saw that one. And I, I think he can. I think he can play in any ball screen coverage you want. You switch. Yeah, the switching could get tricky on good point guards, but at the college level at least. But but he's not going to embarrass. You know, he's not going to embarrass himself. He's going to be able to guard his yard and, and force some help. And if he does that, then he's. I mean, you're not going to want us. You're not going to want to switch with him. Like if you got a defense, you're going to want to stop the switch. You know, at five. You like say you like to switch a lot. One through four. One through three. You're not going to want to do that. But if somehow he gets caught on a switch, like off ball screen stuff, then I can see him definitely. Um, you know, definitely not hurting the team. But no, you're not gonna you're not gonna have him switching screens off the ball. But if he gets caught on ball screen action, he he would hold his own well enough that he's not just gonna give up something. So he's not gonna give up a straight path. 
So, who are you taking? Come on, guys, let's go. Ben Davis. ben Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's taking Ben Davis. Man. Sectional twelve, Terre Haute North. You've got Terre Haute North. Good year, twenty and four versus Mooresville. The winner will play Brownsburg. Then you've got Plainfield versus Terre Haute South. The winner plays Avon. Terre Haute North schedules a little lacking. Twenty and four. You know they've lost to Nick's alma mater. Lafayette Jeff beat him by twenty two. Uh, Bloomington lost to Bloomington North, which is that's Bloomington North is good. Columbus North, I mean, Columbus North, Bloomington North, both good teams beat them. Columbus North whacked them pretty good, though. It's a long drive for Terrell North. That's a conference game. Jeez. Hell, they yeah. got out of the they got out of the mix because they didn't like the distance. Now they're going to Columbus North. Who yeah, taking? Give me, give me Brownsburg all day. Yeah. Let's see. I'm going Avon. Are you going Avon? You're just taking Shouse. Taking Shouse. <laughs> I'm going with Brownsburg. I think that they beat Carmel when Cannon Catchens went 0 for 10 and, and Elijah Diallo went one for eight. I don't think I don't think those two guys I don't think those two guys could shoot any worse than that 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 game, and I know Brownsburg's had an interesting schedule. They've got some good wins and they've got some strange losses, but I think at the end of the day, I, I like and I, and I know their guys are young. They don't they don't really play any. Se- well, their one senior is Sean the Tupel, uh, Topolulo, Oula. God, I cannot ever. I always screw his last name up. I'm sorry, Sean. But they do have some strange losses. But, you know, then that doesn't include the overtime loss to Ben Davis, overtime loss to Kokomo. You know, they were – they beat Westfield, Carmel, and Zionsville, then get beat by a young Addicts team. And then they beat Pike, and they thump Noblesville, and then they get beat by HSE. I mean, they've, they've kind of up and down. There's kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team, but I'm picking Brownsburg. No Terre Haute North love from us at all, huh? No. All right. Greenwood sectional. Shelbyville, 5-17. and 17. Franklin, they play Franklin, 8-4. and four. The winner plays Whiteland. The other side of that, Green, Greenwood versus Franklin Central. The winner plays Center Grove. No rhyme or reason. I'm just picking Center Grove. I think at the end of the day, the Mick will prepare them. I think they've got good pieces. I think they're, I think they're playing pretty decent basketball. They did lose their last two. So every time I say that, <laughs> yeah, they got yeah, a, that's, they that's beat they beat North effort. Central. They beat Warren Central, mm-hmm. and then they lose Brownsburg and Columbus North. Uh, this is a rough one. It, it is. It's not pretty. And this has been a sectional too that over the years the the, the team that's favored has not won it. I think you got to go with Center Grove here, right? Because Center Grove Whiteland looks like the best, the two best teams. And Center Grove, you know, spanked Whiteland back on December 17th. And I know it doesn't matter. But that's a lot to make up, my friend. A lot to make up. 
Well, Whiteland beat them in the county tournament, though. So that's the only thing is Whiteland won the county tournament. I don't think you'd go wrong picking Whiteland. I'll take Center Grove. We're all going Center Grove. I'm going to go Whiteland. Oh, look at you. You must be trying to date somebody from there. I don't know. Mary, Mary, I'm, Mary. I'm kidding. All right, Martinsville sectional. Yeah, that Greenwood sectional is looking rough. There's usually four or five. You know, there's usually four good teams out of there, and there's just record-wise, there just isn't this year. But Martinsville sectional, Columbus East versus Bloomington North. The winner plays Columbus North. Bloomington South plays Martinsville. The winner plays East Central. Nick, who you got? Death, Taxes, and J.R. Holmes, man. Jeez, Jiminy Willie. <laughs> what? I don't going, know. Are you going Bloomington <laughs> no, South? I'm not going South. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. not. But I'm, but it's kind of one of those things like with Carmel. It's like you're foolish to, to bet against J.R. Holmes. But anyway, I'm going to go Bloomington North. Um, they just, they've had a great year. I, they have a decent player too, right? They do, yeah. JQ Roberts oh, and yeah, then yeah. Nick Claber's healthy, finally. Yeah, finally, you know, Claber and, and Roberts are your two best players, pound for pound. I'm going north yeah. to get over the hump. Finally, yeah, north, Bloomington. I mean, that is, yeah. I mean, I think that. I think South is. Again, I'm going to check before I say this. I think South has definitely been much better since the new year. They've only got they've had three losses since since the calendar flip. One of them was at Bloomington North. One of them was at Columbus North. And then this, even though Jennings County has a strange year, I mean, even though Jennings County is a good year, I think a loss at Jennings County is not great for a, a normal Bloomington South team. I think the one thing though, is South could could get shooting the ball pretty well, and you know let that carry, but Bloomington North's a really good defensive team. And they, they've got JQ, but JQ's not to a point yet where he just carries teams. That's the only thing. He's an intriguing recruiting prospect, but he's not yet that guy that's just going to go out there and get you 30, get you 25, and just pull a team with him. Not, not yet, but, you know, it's, he's, he, he, Defensively, I think Bloomington North is just really, really solid. And I think that's that might be that we get some over the hump finally. So so we're all sticking with North, huh? Yep. Seymour sectional, Jeffersonville versus Bedford North Lawrence. The winner plays Seymour. Floyd Central versus Jennings County. The winner plays New Albany. I'm going with Floyd Central. I'm not even thinking twice about it. Floyd Central. Floyd. Gosh, every, every time I look at these teams, every, they have an L. It's the, Pike is the guy, the team they lost to. I don't understand this. Oh, I mean, Floyd Central lost to Pike? Yeah. Well, Pike's really good outside of the mech. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, welcome to the mech, man. The mech is brutal. I mean, We got Nick's bread, Nick's bread and butter here at the end. North Central, North Central, the Mick, North Central. First of all, only three teams finish above 500. 
The rest of them all beat the heck out of each other. Nobody went undefeated this year. Yeah, the mix like the tenth best bas- high school basketball in the country. I mean, that's what Max Preps rated, ranked it. Carmel was Carmel was worried about a, a possible tie with Ben Davis, and then Ben Davis gets beat by Lawrence North, which that's not that big of a deal. But I mean, Lawrence North's good enough. North Central wins the the Marion County tournament, goes two and five in conference. Warren Central is sending the kid to Louisville. Pike is sending the kid to Central Florida. Both of them South, under South 500. Florida. Huh? South, South, South Florida. Florida. South Florida. Both of them under 500. Center Grove, two and five in the MIC. Their two wins are the last two conference games. So they were 0 and 5 coming into February. And for the life of me, I don't know who Center Grove or who Lawrence Central beat. <laughs> in conference, North North Central spanked them, and then nope. I'm sorry, they lost North Central. They beat Center Grove. They beat Lawrence North. And they beat Lawrence North early in the year without CJ Gunn. So those are their two wins. I mean, LC's all juniors, all juniors. I mean, they do play one senior. They do start one senior, but really they're all juniors. So, so it's not like, you know, Pike Pike could be really good and be the you know fifth best team in that conference. But, I mean, we all kind of know that, but that's just the way it's gone this year. So. so we all picked Floyd. All right, Evansville North. Evansville Wrights versus Central. The winner plays Harrison. Jasper plays Evansville North. The winner plays Castle. Zach, who are you taking? We're not letting Zach cheat. We're not letting Zach piggyback off of Nick's, <laughs> Nick's intel. Let's go. Come on, Zach. He had to piggyback off me. Not really. <laughs> We've uh, seen, we both have seen more of your teams than you've seen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen zero of these teams. <laughs> not even interested in this. Uh, oh, no, wow. no, no offense <laughs> to. Far Jeez. south, we should have cut him off. We should have cut him off at Ben Davis. All right, Zach, good to <laughs> yeah, see you. Enjoy. Go to bed. You're just tired. Go get, down. Don't be grumpy. Don't be grumpy. Just because you have to get up and go to work tomorrow, and I have a commute to my den. Yeah, jerks. <laughs> um, this is our last one. Make it good. Shoot, <sighs> looks like Jasper. It is going with Jasper, taking sure. the record. This may be one where we each pick different team. I almost picked Castle, but then I picked Jasper instead. Do we have any where we three three different teams? I'll look at that later. Nick, who you got? Yeah, I mean your two teams that are that are four and one against the uh, sectional are North and Rice. <laughs> and uh, that's, you know that's the weird thing about that. And Rice beat beat North by thirty. I mean, it was I was at the game. It was. Back at the beginning of the year, it was awful. Their one, loss is, their one loss is 11 points to Jasper. Yeah. 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 And, and so, you know, but North beat Jasper. Everybody's kind of beat everybody in the sectional. Um, I'm going to go with Wrights. Wrights won the city. It was really a, a weird conference this year as far as um, Wrights went eight and one. 
and they just went eleven and nine overall. So it's like they um, did have some games where Shepard was hurt. Yeah, but it's still, it's he's not even their best player, you know. So, well, Higgs is their best player. Um, anyway, yeah. but they, they just got a lot of they got a lot of team. They're a team. So anyway, I'm gonna go with rights. I just want to feel better about they they laid a big egg against Bloomington North. I drove down for that game. And they don't they didn't beat any they only beat one team from Kentucky. So they would not do well in Kentucky this year, evidently. <laughs> that doesn't it may not matter. Any <laughs> out of state. They went they won one game out of state. So they went one and they went one and five against out of state teams. So they're 10 and four against in state teams. But they laid a big egg against Bloomington North. Big egg. But then they get the bounce back and they have a great win against Bossy, right? Well, I mean, whoever wins this sectional is not is not gonna win. <laughs> it's gonna be done. I want to check one thing before I make my pick. I want to see some good wins here. I don't know that I'm going to get it, but Castle was Castle was calling my name, and I pulled back and went to Jasper. I think I'm going to go with Castle. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Castle. Just just because I want to pick somebody different. I want to I want to have at least one section where we pick each some we each pick somebody different. Okay, so I don't I don't mean to disappoint my guy Higgs. Love. Love coached him. Uh, I, I just um, I have no reason to pick Castle other than that. Okay. I watched him play there at Evansville Harrison. I love the Eigner. Uh, but that's not a typical Castle team. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of versatility in how they score. Everything's in the paint for them. Ah, I'm going Evansville rights. Screw it. <laughs> Why are we not going Evansville North though? That's who I'm going to go with. Evansville North. There we go. Evansville hey, North. No, it's just the thing is I'm picking you know, your alma mater, Nick. In my there lifetime, there's been two. They've won two sectionals. Yeah. Well, now they're going to win three. You just got to show me. No. Hey, look. Put it on the board. Show me. All right. We are done. Ooh. We are done. Four hours of podcasting. Not not tonight. Luckily, we didn't record all four today. But we, we are over, done. We went over next time tonight. We did well. You're yeah. You're the one that has the time limit. Nick ain't got it. I had the time. I had the Nick. time limit tonight. If you want to listen to all four hours, you get a T-shirt that says, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Wait. That's, not, that's what. That's what you what do. Are you doing? What are you doing? Subscribe. Is what we say when you don't subscribe to the podcast. Okay. Nick and Zach appreciate it. You got it, guys. We'll see you. Yeah. But uh, wait, we're not done. You guys will listen every week. Thanks. Appreciate you guys subscribing. And if you're listening for the first time, Nick, what we say? What are you doing? Are you Hit, doing? The subscri- Hit, Hit the subscribe button. button. It's, it's an hour of basketball goodness every week delivered straight to your phone, tablet. Relatable. Ah. All right. 45 minutes of goodness. <laughs> there you go. 45 minutes of goodness every week. Delivered to your phone, tablet, and, and and or computer, whatever your favorite device is. So, guys, again, I appreciate it. Looking forward to this week. It's going to be warm, at least here in central Indiana. I'm sure in southern Indiana it's going to be warmer. No clue what Zach is going to face. 
I'll probably have snow, sleet, and 60 degrees at some point. I plan on wearing shorts this weekend, so beware people who are oh, blind, who are blinded who are blinded Ooh. by light the the, the flex of the light off my white pasty legs um i will be uh i'll be i think i'm going to be sporting some shorts at least friday well i'm not sure about saturday yet but but we'll see so guys appreciate it and we'll uh, see everybody on the uh, sectionals this week yeah.